Hello, Arlene Catway here. Welcome to the Christspirations podcast. Exposed my nakedness. I hate that dreaded dream where you are naked in front of a crowd of people. You ever have that dream? It's scary not to mention humiliating. I've embarked upon a journey this year to read through the Gospels chronologically. I've seen truth I've never seen before. Things I didn't see reading the word as a rote exercise, out of duty or habit, or because it's the Christian thing to do. It's been life-changing. I'm slowly learning to ask questions of the word, and I've been surprised by some of the answers. In my reading this morning, there is an occurrence presence in the book of Mark that is absent in the other gospel books. Jesus is with his disciples in the garden of Gethsemane and he has been betrayed by Judas with a kiss. A whole mob of soldiers have come to arrest him and he confronts them by saying, why didn't you arrest me sooner? I was in the temple every day preaching. Am I so dangerous that you come at me with swords and clubs? Then he says, basically, you found me, so let the others go. I'm who you want. When the disciples see the aggression of the mob, they take off running, not giving them the option of letting them go. At the same time, Mark tells this strange story about a young man who was following Jesus, who was wearing only a linen cloth. The mob went to grab him, but as they did, They got a hold of the cloth, but he escaped, running away naked, leaving the cloth behind. I never heard a message preached about this young man, but this morning I was curious about him. Who was he? Why was he just wearing a linen cloth? Why would he risk following Jesus half naked? Basically, what in the world is going on with Mark? The Bible doesn't say who the young man was, so... I won't try to guess either, but it does say he was following Jesus. A follower of Jesus is a disciple of Jesus, not necessarily one of the 12, but a disciple nonetheless. Right after the passage says the 12, or 11, not counting Judas, fled, it tells us this young man did the same, but he left naked. Naked in Jewish culture and writing symbolized shame. The linen cloth was covering the young man's shame, and when he ran away, his shame was exposed. The thing that blew me away about this was that the Greek word for this linen cloth was only used twice in the New Testament. Here, and when Jesus was wrapped in linen cloths after his crucifixion. To me, that meant something. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was wrapped up in this young man's shame when he died on the cross. He took on his shame. He took on my shame. The shame of my sin. The shame of my unfaithfulness when I rejected him. When I ran away from him. When I denied him. I like thinking about this as the scripture opened to me, but I discovered there was more. That term young man described another, 
the angel at the tomb that told the women that Jesus was not there, that he rose just like he said. Not to say it was the same young man, but I thought it interesting that the terminology was the same. However, this young man or angel was clothed in white that shined brightly. I saw a connection between this scripture and the one when Jesus was transfigured and showed the disciples his glory. His clothes shine brightly. The Bible says the clothing shine brighter than any bleach known to man could produce, symbolizing Jesus' glory. This young man is clothed in glory. That young man who ran away may have been engulfed in shame and everybody saw it, but Jesus died to take away his shame and give him his glory. The scripture, all of scripture, bears out that Jesus took our shame. The same shame he was clothed in when he died on the cross to give us garments of glory, his glory. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3.18 So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. John 1.12 But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Romans 8, 16 through 17. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are, are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 This means that anyone who belongs to Jesus Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Who knew nakedness could be so powerful? <laughs>